0: What is going on, Freedom Pact? Me and my co-host, Lewis here. We are here today to talk to you about the power of failure. Now, this is a topic which has been hugely requested. We are both people that love to fail. As crazy as that sounds, we absolutely love failure. We love taking chances, we love taking risks. And the simple truth is, no great success was ever achieved without failure. Now, it may be one epic failure, or it may be a series of failures. Look at Thomas Edison's 10,000 attempts to create a light bulb, or James Dyson's 5,126 attempts to invent a bagless vacuum cleaner. But whether we like it or not, failure in the modern world is a necessary stepping stone to achieving glory. Now, As Lu Zhao said, failure is the foundation of success and the means by which it is achieved. Winston Churchill said that success is stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. Robert F. Kennedy said, only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. And C.S. Lewis said, said that failures are finger-posts on the road to achievement. Now, I want to look, first of all, at the old definition of failure. Now, the old definition was a negative, fatal, and final result that indicates things like an ability to perform, or a lack of success, or falling short because of ineptness, uh, deficiency, negligence, and it was something that was just a bad, bad thing that should be avoided, mourned, and even punished. But I'm here today to present you with a new, a new definition. And I think that failure should be looked at as a short-term, unexpected result that reflects a challenge in progress and provides stepping stones, provides an opportunity for learning and development. Provides an opportunity for creative change and innovation. So now I want to bring in my co host, my very good friend, serial entrepreneur, Lewis Frenilchik. And I want to ask you, Lewis, how powerful can failure be?
1: Well, it's often said by cliche motivational speakers that failure is not an option, which in a way is right, it's a necessity. Failure is a step forward towards your goal, not a step backwards, as one may think. Embrace it, learn from it, grow as a person from it. Growing as a person is a huge, huge benefit of failure and is what makes it so powerful. So much so that the most progressive companies deliberately seek employees with track records reflecting both success and failure. That's because someone who survives failure has gained irreplaceable knowledge and unstoppable perseverance born from overcoming hardship. Sam Collins named in the top 200 women to impact business and industry by Her Majesty the Queen believes failure to be so powerful in fact that she actually encourages something she refers to as frequent failing she dares everybody to at least fail and lose one job in their lifetime because that is when you're going to elevate yourself to your next level she encourages failing more than anything in striving towards a goal and i agree i think that is what truly makes failure such a powerful being
0: There's a story which you just made me think of Billy, And I read this a long time ago. I can't remember what the book was. I think the book actually may have been The Power of Failure. And there was a story in there about how a young student went up to the CEO of IBM, who was Tom Watson, and he said to Tom Watson, uh, how do I become successful? And Tom Watson replied to him, you need to fail more. And the student was like, was like, what? Like this is like goes against everything which, which he's been subscribed to that point, because if you think about it, the education system punishes failure, so nobody wants to fail. But Tom Watson said to him, "I want you to fail more, and in fact, I want you to double your failure rate." Now this is like seemingly unthinkable, right? Uh, but when you think about it, I think that there's so much wisdom in what he says, but there because if you're not failing, if someone isn't failing, then that's a telltale sign that they're not trying anything new, they're not challenging themselves, like mastering new skills and growing as an individual, it requires you to, to enter into the unfamiliar, it requires you to take new chances, and only through that can we gain new knowledge and capabilities, now this could be something like you know, learning to play the piano, investing in the stock market, speaking a foreign language, going out and trying to speak to a potential partner. It could be any of these things. But the principle it remains the same. You know, that now especially more than ever, that failure is it's like a prerequisite to success now. And and I fully endorse that message. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to do something wrong. I mean, imagine if, say, you know, Beethoven had never been afraid to hit a wrong note. Do you think that by doing so, they would have been able to compose such masterpieces? And take Beethoven, for example. I mean, this guy had seen such enormous failure in his life that even his music teacher remarked that, as a composer, he was hopeless. (laughs) So, you know... I, I fully endorse this message to try new things, go after things and, you know, throw yourself into challenging areas. And when you do this, you have to realize that the more mistakes you're going to make, but also the better that you were going to be. And it was Carol Hyatt that shadowed a number of CEOs at FTSE 100 companies and the biggest companies in the world. And she found that, that, ceos of these companies were actually encouraging their top executives to fail and at one point she heard an, a ceo tell their employees that if you haven't failed at least three times today that you haven't tried anything new and this is also echoed by sarah blakely the founder of the the billion dollar company Spanx, and she goes home now and she asks her kid as soon as she gets in she goes So what have you failed at today? (laughs) How great is that? Going back to what Tom Watson said, I thought that was great advice. If you want to succeed more quickly, then double your failure rate. Now, so that brings me on to my second question, Lewis. Is failure vital to success?
1: Well, unless you're the ultimate exception and you're the only human being to be completely perfect at everything, then i'd say so i'd say it's a, it is vital to, to your success in a few ways firstly when you fail at something you're ulti- you're ultimately left with two choices you can succumb to your doubts and fears or you can choose to learn from the experience by choosing to learn you can transform your failure into an opportunity to reflect and grow at the very least secondly It fuels your success. I mean, we all know the stories. Steve Jobs was fired from Apple. A company he built with his bare hands. Michael Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team. Albert Einstein flunked out of high school. There are countless examples of this. Thirdly, it exposes your weaknesses. Everyone has weaknesses. But with self-reflection, they can be turned into strengths. Being honest with yourself is the first major step. That you can take towards personal evolution. There are countless examples of this. I mean just recently I've been reading a book. By one of my favourite mixed martial artists. Named Dan Hardy. And he he talked about the importance of, of failure in his career. When he started out as a professional fighter. His ultimate goal was to retire undefeated. But as he started his career. And his first few fights. He came to his first ever loss. And it turned out to be, in his words, the best thing that ever happened to him because it stops you coming complacent, ignorant, and just ignorant to new ways of learning. And as soon as he realized that he wasn't the be-all and end-all of everything and that he did have weaknesses, the sooner he could fix those weaknesses and said it took him to the next level. So yeah, I think it is incredibly vital to success. Was that a good book? It's a fantastic book. Probably one of the best books I've ever read, I'd say.
0: Yeah. I'll have to give that a read. But I completely agree with what he said, but there and I was and I remember I read the Bill Gates book, The Speed of Thought, and in it he talked as well about how without failure, Microsoft would not be the company that it was today. And that uh he said that I think he said something now, don't quote me on this, but it was very similar to this. He was like that failure needs to be something that doesn't defeat you, but it just sort of readjusts you so you can change by, so you can change course. And so if you're learning from it, then fantastic. And if you look at Microsoft, if you think about it, their biggest failures have typically led to their biggest successes. Now, let me give you an example, right? So they spent years and years creating a database called omega now this was going to be um this was going to be like sort of like a wikipedia type of thing but once this failed they took the same idea and they made it into microsoft access which is obviously it's just you know it's just a revolution completely another example is that they were they were strategizing with ibm to create a joint operating system project. But they spent countless hours, and they must have spent millions and millions of dollars doing this. But this idea actually got discontinued because there was just a complete lack of cohesion. There was, there just wasn't the uh, specific market demand at the time, and there's numerous technical issues. And Microsoft still pursued this idea, but in a, in a different manner. And this led to Windows NT which came about the operating system. And another example was that they had a multi-plan spreadsheet, which they were going to use to compete against Lotus one 2, 3. But then what happened was, was that the idea completely flopped. But they pursued with this idea, and this gave birth to Microsoft Excel. So it's now evident that, that failure is you know, it's it, as I said, it's like a precursor to success. So, but if you, like, look at that Microsoft example, then what I think Bill Gates did great there was that instead of just completely changing course was that they learned from their mistakes. They they took the the failures of those examples and they pursued with them. So I think that's a great example. And that's something we're going to talk about later, about how... About what to do in those events, so I think that was a great example of Bill Gates looking back at what was failed, and then taking the necessary action to to use that as a as an almost as a postcode in order to to navigate his way to, to further success. And you know that's just a brilliant a brilliant example there. And now I want to talk about this. I want to ask you, why are people afraid to fail?
1: Well, I think it's something that's been embedded in them from from a young age, as you already touched on slightly. I mean, if you went to school, then you've almost certainly been trained to fear failure from a very early age. I mean, getting the right answer the first time is often the only thing that ever gets rewarded in most schools. Getting the wrong answer is punished in a variety of ways. Low grades scolding and contempt from teachers and peers failing is certainly not seen as a prerequisite for success as far as the education system goes then but is getting it right the first time really the way entrepreneurs succeed in the real world not at all when it comes to starting a business any successful person will tell you that the fastest way to succeed is to is to jump in make things happen and be okay with failing repeatedly fail fast and fail often is a saying you've probably heard in entrepreneurial circles over and over and over however in school most school children learn from a very very early age that if they fail they get a big red F on their piece of paper and all the unpleasantness that goes along with that, words of discouragement from the teachers, from the, their parents, from their peers, being berated for having the wrong answer. This means that by the age of 18, you've been very effectively trained to fear failure. You've certainly not been trained to embrace failure as a key step in learning. Now, I think that is what is embedded in people from a young age, and that is something that they've had no control over. Mm. But are there any other reasons that you think people are afraid of failure?
0: Well, I think there are a few, actually. So I love what you said about the education system, that's definitely, that is probably the main instigator. It takes your successes and it takes your failures and it calls it a GPA or an average grade. And basically this needs to be as high as possible so it minimises your failures. But that's that's not how humans learn, that's not how we grow. You know, there are countless examples of you know, of successful failures. Abraham Lincoln, Albert Einstein, Dr. Seuss, Henry Ford, uh, Howard Schultz, Jack Canfield, all these people. I mean, like take like Abraham Lincoln, right? Let's talk about him. Uh, when he was twenty-three, he lost his job. Uh, then he lost his bid for the state legislature. And then, when he was twenty-six, his his wife died. Then three years after that, he lost his bid to become the speaker in the House of Representatives. You know, Albert Einstein. Take him as another example. I mean, he didn't speak until he was four years old. When he was 16, he failed to pass an examination to get into the Swiss Federal Polytechnic School. Bill Gates dropped out of Harvard. Dr. Seuss's initial uh, scripture was rejected 28 times. Henry Ford failed multiple businesses. Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, was turned down by 217 investors. Fucking hell. (laughs) Uh, Jack Canfield... uh, the author of the success principles. I mean I think he went through a hundred and forty four publisher rejections.
1: Wow, that's crazy because, you know, when you hear success stories you don't you don't see what what, what goes into it and you don't see the hardships, you just see the end result. Mm-hmm. And that's blown me away to think that, you know, someone with such a legendary and timeless status of, you know, the works of Doctor Seuss to know that he faced that many failures and I think how easy it could have been and most people after one rejection they'd, they'd say okay I guess my work isn't good enough yeah. we'll leave it there we could net we could we may have gone without the works of Dr Seuss and Albert Einstein if they if they didn't know perseverance through failure and I think you know I think that's a great perspective and it makes me think of obviously it's a fabricated story in a movie but there is that famous quote from Rocky that it's not about how hard you hit, it's yeah. about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And yeah. I think that, I think you've, I mean, those, those stories there, they've really, really opened my eyes. I think if you look
0: through, there's definitely a common correlator between people that are successful by typical success metrics and failures. And they seem to fail a lot. So really, I think that It's just about putting yourself in positions where you can fail. And then as soon as you fail, as Ray Dalio says, pain plus reflection equals progress. So the stimuli of the pain, take that, reflect on how you can adjust course, and then progress. But the problem is I think that a lot of people, they they fail and they see this, this pain and it makes them feel like a failure. But remember, right, that failure, it's not a person, it's an event. Right, that someone who has typically failed over and over, you know, they're just a series of events. You're not a fa- no one is a failure as a person, no matter what you've been through in your life. It's just those people, they probably just didn't take the, they probably just didn't introspect, they didn't, you know, adjust, they didn't persevere, they just didn't want it ba- like bad enough to, to keep pushing. There is always light at the end of the tunnel, like, just keep going until you succeed. You know, always move forward as you fail. You know, like if you look at a business, for example, it goes through like a vision, patience, execution phase. That's like a th- that's like a three, that's the, the little cycle that they all go through, right? That patience bit is incredibly, incredibly powerful. You're going to have to go through the difficulties. It's also like a catch-22 as well because people want to be successful, but they don't want to fail, right? <laughs> that's, you know, that's just how it is. There's also studies now. Uh, I was reading. I was actually reading one this morning. Uh, it was like a marketing study on the Journal of Marketing. It was like a twenty-eight one, and they they tested optimism amongst. Yeah, uh, it was amongst students, and they found that that people who scored high in optimism, they uh, their success grades were up by about thirty-seven percent. So. Wow. Yeah, so I think that's just, like, incredibly powerful. So now let me ask you, Lewis, what do you think the attitude that someone should have after they've failed is?
1: Well, I think it's, you know, a lot of what we've touched on in the sense that, you know, you're presented with with two options, and I think the biggest way to look at at it is a chance for self-reflection. It's something I've been trying so hard to implement into my own into my own life I mean I've I failed at, at quite a lot of things recently yeah. uh, that's no yeah, secret so, I mean last week um, actually just a few days ago I failed my my drive-in test for for the second time and I you know I could have the first time I failed that test I decided I wanted to take a take a month off and you know yeah. step away from it because yeah. it, it hit me so hard but this time. I got back in the car after failing. We were driving home, and I was thinking, I was actually reading. They give you a sheet of what you did wrong. The first one I never read, yeah. and I just think, why? Why wouldn't you? Someone's telling you what you did wrong, yeah. And if you reflect on that and better yeah. that, then you'll you'll pass. So I actually read the sheet this time, and I know what needs to be done. So that is that is obviously that is a way. I mean, another way, I've been. For this podcast I've been emailing a lot of people lately to try and source some opportunities to for us to do some live talks. And I've had you know, I've had I've had a bit of interest, but I've also had quite a lot of either being ignored or a lot of no's. Yeah. But I will always e- I've always emailed those no's back and I've asked, What is it that makes that a no? So that I know the necessary steps that we need to take. Yeah. I mean, I texted you earlier saying that I put down the original email. I would appreciate any reply, as long as it told me the necessary steps I need to take to turn that no into a, a yes, yes in the yeah, future. Love that. Exactly, love that. and um, mm. ultimately, I think that is the uh, the attitude you need towards failure. I'm gonna be honest, right? And as time has gone
0: on, and I think when you get to a stage like me and you have. We failed at a lot of stuff. A lot. We failed at a lot of stuff. I'm actually... Like, every time it happens now, I'm just like, <laughs> now let me try again. Yeah, like, like a couple of weeks ago, I sat a, a scuba exam and I failed miserably. I think it may be... One of the biggest, most extreme
1: failures they've ever seen. <laughs> it was quite a big one. But what struck me yeah. is that you were celebrating the failure. I was loving it,
0: yeah, yeah. I you was like, come on. The guy said to me, he goes, he goes. I hope I haven't scared you off. I said, you'll see me in a couple of
1: weeks, don't worry. And, and I, <laughs> I I know, I mean, as you walked out of the swimming pool, he, he turned to me and he said, oh, I hope I haven't uh, disheartened your buddy. Yeah. And I said, I said... I've known him a lot of years, and let me tell you, he'll be the first one back here next week. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was true because, yeah. look, you, you looked at what needed to be adjusted, you come back two weeks later, and you've now passed that test. Exactly. So, yeah, so that's just, like,
0: one example of, like, pain plus reflection equals progress. I love that from Ray Dalio. And I think that another thing which will really help if if, you know, you're a person that suffers with failure is stop looking at life as if it's a, you know, as if it's, like, a final exam. And start looking at it like an adventure, right? Like, stop thinking that, like, if this doesn't happen or if it doesn't happen right now, then that's it. Start looking at your life as, like, an adventure. And if you're constantly, you know, having, you know, failing but, but reflecting and taking necessary action... Then I think it's actually really difficult not to end up, you know, achieve, achieving most of your goals. I think it's really, really, really difficult not to. Mm. And some other advice, which like I've learned, um, and this is just through failing at, at at a number of things, is I think it's great to have like an amnesia. So this is gonna sound crazy, and, and I think only people that that have gone through like extreme failure and have have kept going will get this. But you know, once you failed, hmm. so say now, like you just mentioned, earlier, your second driving test. Hmm. I bet, and I know you, you would have failed there, and then obviously, you know, it would have hurt at the time. A day later, you would have forgotten about it, oh, and you'd I be was, like, "Let's go again." I was right. This right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's the same with me. Like, I fail at something, and then, I, I will, I will like feel the pain, and I'll, I'll look at where I can improve, and then I'll forget. Like, I'll, I'll just lose the pain, and I think that's like something which you can practice. You can develop there. So, and remember as well that humans have two main motivators. They either do things to avoid pain or they do things to gain pleasure. So I think that a lot of people are afraid to take chances because they don't want the pain. They they want to live in, you know, a bubble of, of contentment. But, but the reality is that this is, you know, if, if to live in that contentment is probably means that you're not taking chances you're not taking risks you're not pushing yourself you're not going after and chasing after the meaningful work chasing after the crazy dreams going after the person that you might want to be with yeah now let me ask you um think back right the times in your life where you felt like a failure i mean i felt like a failure i'm sure you have plenty yeah like you know, you it's just something I, mean, I think like you go through, especially if you have like bad times. Yeah. I think it's just like natural to feel like that. Um what would your advice be to someone listening right now that, that that has the image in their mind that they are a failure, they feel like a failure, they feel like whatever they try is gonna fail. What's your advice to that to them?
1: Well, I think it's all about mentality. So I think if you if you feel that if you feel like that much of a failure and it's something that affects you so much, then there's obviously a reason for that. So that's something you obviously really want to be successful at. Otherwise, it wouldn't hurt you so much. So you need to get in that the perseverance mentality. I mean, Joe mentioned earlier there are so many examples. Let's take Dr. Seuss, for example. The road to, be- or J.K. Rowling, yeah. the road to becoming a successful writer, that those people had to travel down. You know, they've passed so many writers' hopes and dreams along the way. I mean, in terms of success, the the road to success is littered with the bones of those who failed and didn't try again.
0: I love that. I love that. And think about it, what you just said. For every J.K. Rowling, there's a million people that just gave up after the first time that a publisher rejected them. I love what you just said, there.
1: Exactly. They're. You know, like that, like we said, on that road to success, there are so many. For like for J.K. Rowling, there's so many could have been J.K. Rowlands. There's so many people now who maybe are miserable with their life. They, you know, they, they constantly thinking about, you know, how they didn't achieve their dreams when J.K. Rowling could have thought of that after the first or second time of being rejected. These people, they could have had it all if it was only for perseverance. And the ability to deal with failure.
0: Mm, yeah, I think if I was going to give like a cheat sheet back to to my teenage self, I think that I would tell him. Um, I think I would tell him that exactly what I said: a double your failure rate. If I could go back and you know when I was sixteen or I was eighteen, I would say throw yourself into as many things that you could possibly fail at as possible. Because once you've been through those things and you learn and you correct yourself and you keep getting better, then honestly, at the end of all that is success. Like, but failure now is, it's inevitable. Like it's, it's, as JK Rowling said, it's impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you may not as well have lived at all. And in which case you fail by default. So there are just so many different examples. And I think that like self-esteem plays another part. You know, if somebody, uh, you know, may want to protect them, if someone's self-esteem is built around being right, then they don't want to take chances. They want to live in that bubble of being right. They don't want to, you know, anything to threaten that self-identity. And what you said earlier, that really resonated with me. You know, if someone feels like a failure, I read about this in uh, the Psycho-Cybernetics book. If someone feels like a failure, then then all their actions are in line with it. So, you know, if if you were thinking to yourself, oh well, you know, I'm only gonna get a, a fifty in this in this exam, then you know, and you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't need to study, well, I don't need to stay after class, well, I don't need to put my hand up, you know, because that's in line with your self image, and your body, your your mind and your brain will take action correct the way your self image is, mm. but. But the reality is is that if you break that down, if you get a fifty and you say, Okay, you know what, uh, this isn't who I am, you know, because I just haven't taken the necessary action. I haven't given my all in this scenario. But instead I think that it's it's very possible that people can get burdened down with that fear of failure. And that that image that that they are just you know, that they are a failure and that failure wasn't an event. But that's that's you know that's that's not how life goes you know you're gonna have to, you're gonna get knocked down the average entrepreneur fails 3.8 businesses before they become a millionaire 3.8 businesses like i think it, i think it's something crazy that like in the first five years about 90 percent of businesses will fail and then in the next 10 years after that only about two out of them will actually go on to 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 make massive numbers so it's how life goes you know, change your self-image, you know, accept that life is an adventure and, and not a, a test in which you must pass. And, you know, don't be afraid to fail.
1: Fantastic. I think that's a fantastic piece of advice. And um, unless you have anything to add, I think that's going to do it for this one. It's been quite a quite a lengthy podcast. Yeah. Um. Very informative, I think. And, uh, you know, if anyone listening feels that they've got anything out of this podcast... All we ask in return is that you click the subscribe button because we are hunting down the top 200 chart in the education section of iTunes. It's a big, big, big goal for us. Something we've always wanted to do since we started this. That was one of the goals we wrote down. And we're very close to breaking into it. And we'd appreciate if you would help us in doing that by subscribing, leaving a rating, leaving a comment. We've been blown away with some of the five-star ratings and reviews we've been getting. We honestly appreciate every kind word. So if you've enjoyed this, please do that. And please tune in to the next episode. Thank you very much for listening.
0: Thank you, guys.